Hello, cuties, and welcome to another romantic episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, and this is our Valentine special. A few years ago, One Shot teamed up with the incredibly talented Spike Trotman to bring you Avery Alder's incredible monster hearts. Since that episode aired, we have received repeated requests to bring the series back. Thanks to a special visit from our friend Sam, we were able to make that happen. But before I get started, I want to point a couple things out. The first is there is more than one way to play monster hearts. As many folks pointed out to us, the way that we approach it on the show definitely uses a much lighter touch. While Monster Hearts definitely draws influence from sexy monster shows like True Blood and Buffy, which are fraught with melodrama, there's a deep and introspective investigation of teenage sexuality at the core of the game. And nearly every playbook has options for seriously exploring damaged relationships. For example, the Mortal playbook, which we use for my character Chet Swain, has moves that allow you to internalize and explain away abuse. You can draw a direct line from those to some of the more troubling aspects of teenage monster stories like Twilight. I say all this to point out that the way that we play Monster Hearts on the show isn't the only way to play Monster Hearts. It's just the one that I personally have the most fun with. And while we're talking about the brilliant design that is Monster Hearts, I can't help but mention Monster Hearts 2. Avery Alder recently wrapped up a very successful Kickstarter for a new edition of Monster Hearts. We unfortunately didn't have access to the full new edition when we recorded this, but we did use the Halloween preview pack that Avery included with the Kickstarter. I want to thank Avery so much for providing that. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the original recording of Monster Hearts included the fantastically talented comics artist and producer, Spike Trotman. We unfortunately weren't able to make our recording schedule work for Spike on this follow-up episode, but I wanted to be sure to give a big shout-out to her up at the top of the show. Guys, Smut Peddler is one of my favorite anthology comics. And in addition to that, Spike is an overtly positive voice in the comics community. I encourage you to check out her and her work. You can find links in the show notes. Finally, since last year's Valentine's Day game was It Was a Mutual Decision, I figured there might be a few Valentine's listeners out there who are interested in rats. Kat and I recently posted a new episode of First Watch, and we do a deep dive investigation of sentient rats in that one. It sounds gross, and it is kind of gross, but it's also great. First Watch is, of course, available to everyone thanks to our backers on Patreon. If you like what you hear on OneShot, you can head over to patreon.com slash oneshotpodcast to show us your support. Support there helps us keep OneShot on the air and add new services and shows to our network. Thanks once again to all of our backers on Patreon. Your support makes what we do possible. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, I want to mention that this is a sequel to our Monster Heart series. If you haven't heard that, you can find it in the archive. Originally, for Monster Hearts, we were joined by the very talented Spike Trotman. She was unfortunately unable to rejoin us uh, for this game, so instead we found a new actress uh, who I think is going to do a great job sitting in because everybody already loves her. But please, everybody, go look up Spike's work. I really think it's great. The new Smut Peddler came out just a little bit ago, and you can find it on Comixology, and it's wonderful. First up, let's introduce you guys to a familiar voice. Cat Cool. Hey, Jim. Welcome. Welcome back to One Shot. Thanks for having me. Cat, how do you feel reprising the role of Felix the Cat? Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Uh, we should probably explain Felix the Cat is not a cat, but a wonderful, is, wonderful cat. Is a, is a person. Yes. A wonderful, wonderful person. I don't know. She's not that great. <laughs> 
I uh, mean, would you call any of the people in the show great? I think every one of them is wonderful in, in their, their own, own way. way. Yeah. And I would watch them ceaselessly. Yes. Um, but Felix uh, underwent a little bit of a change that we'll probably get into in the introductory credits. But uh, there's a... She's on- it's an ongoing change. Yeah, but this is a, a mechanical difference because Felix used to be a chosen. Yes. And that the chosen skin, insofar as the Monster Hearts 2 uh, sampler that, that we got with the Kickstarter... Doesn't yet exist. Does not yet exist in the game. Um, so uh, do you want to make a note of who you are now, what where your new skin is? Sure. Um, so since... Uh, yeah, since the chosen doesn't exist yet, we've per- ported her over to Werewolf. Um, so she's gonna be a werecat this. A werecatus. <laughs> this, <laughs> this episode. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that. And next up, we gotta introduce voices familiar to you, but new to Monster Hearts, and that's Allie Barthwell! Stop, nerds! Allie, <laughs> man, you got, you got fans even in the room. <laughs> Allie, uh, before we get started on the game, everybody knows you, knows your work, but you recently got a new job. I, I want to give you I want to give you a chance to plug uh the new the new set of the new game that you helped create. Yes. Uh I'm working now at Cards Against Humanity. Uh so everyone please go up and pick out the sci-fi pack. It's on their website. I have cards in that one. And can I plug my other new venture oh, that yes, I announced do. on Facebook? Yes. Please do. Uh so my brother and I launched a new service called Civic Inc. And what we do is we will customize and print and mail letters to your representatives in Congress once a month for you so that you can <laughs> have, yeah. you can be engaged and keep your representatives accountable and uh, we can help amplify your voice and make that easy for you. And as everybody who listens to the show know, we, we plug uh, at the end of the show every week some uh, one political action that people can call their representatives about. But getting letters is very helpful and effective, too. Yes. And if you just do not have the time or you're really intimidated by the letter writing process, you can have the very eloquent Ellie Barthwell and her brother, uh, who I assume is also very eloquent. He's pretty eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> do that for you and sit in for you. Um, so with with uh, the plugs done, let's talk about Vanessa the Witch. Oh, yes. I have Vanessa the Witch. She's brooding. Her dad owns a dealership. That's a very important part to who she is. Um, and she always knew she had magical powers, but it wasn't until she stumbled upon a witch aesthetic tumbler where she was able to (laughs) harness and control her powers. One might even say she tumbled upon it. (laughs) She tumbled upon it. The only person to tumble upon actual life-changing information (laughs) from Tumblr. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and finally... I want to draw our attention to our MC for this game. The mind, the unhinged mind <laughs> that brought us the first episode of Sarcophagus. Sam K is back in the MC seat to guide us through Monster Hearts 2. Hi, James. <laughs> it's nice to be here. I, we're, I'm really excited to have Me you back, too. especially for this. Uh, people have been asking us for this for like literally since the first episode hit. Yeah. So I am I'm very happy to have you back. I, I this game is so much fun. It's really just so much fun, and um, and it's so stupid, but it's really like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Like from from like just when we were getting prepped for this, like we were just going over the character sheets again. And we were like, all right, this stupid thing, this yeah. is great. I love this. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited, and trying not to take myself too seriously. I mean, uh, I really don't understand how anyone could take <laughs> themselves seriously. 
Uh, well, actually, that's not true. There is another way to play this game yeah, where you take very, it extremely seriously. seriously. <laughs> uh, but we we don't do that. Um, no. Uh, and I, I probably no, mentioned won't. that in the introduction anyway. Uh, but I think it's yeah. time for yeah. us to get started. I, I do want to just plug one little thing very oh, briefly. Oh, please do, yeah. Sam. So there's a very small movie coming out this summer called The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I and saw the preview for that. I believe it was Screaming. Yeah, it was mostly just <laughs> Screaming. But there is there is a sexy mummy in it. and um, It's because of this. It's because of this. Yeah, they called. They bought the rights. <laughs> they had to get it cleared. Yeah, they had to get it cleared. Oh, no. um, so you should expect to see all of these characters in The Mummy <laughs> this summer with Tom Cruise. Uh, but... In all seriousness, uh, I don't know how I'm going to continue making sexy mummy stories now that there's actually a full-on sexy mummy movie. It, it just kind of ruins it. Sam, so. you've always been on the forefront of sexy monsters, yeah. and I think we will find a way for you to get more sexy monsters I mean, out we there. joked about it, but sexy lagoon monsters is coming next time. That's yeah. The next thing. <laughs> uh, well, I only want to see Hollywood imitate it, so yeah. we have to have that Absolutely. happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we ready? Let's jump James, in. James, do we need to introduce you? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, I am going to be reprising my role as chet swain uh empty-headed doe-eyed protagonist i am playing the skin that is the mortal which is uh you know really like think think bella from whatchamacallit twilight Twilight. yeah bella from twilight you Uh, know that pop culture phenomenon that we are still like (laughs) seeing repercussions of in our pop culture i'm I'm glad that you refer to them as repercussions right Because I really want to bring that spirit to my portrayal of Chet Swain, uh, who who is, you know, the, the mortal character. So I don't have any special powers, but I do get romantically and sexually entangled with monsters. And that causes everyone a great deal of stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Let's do it. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be an episode of Sarcophagus if we didn't start with last time on... Sarcophagus. Last time on Sarcophagus, Felicia, what were you up to? Oh, okay. So, so it definitely starts with, um, gosh, what were we, what were we up to? Something in my apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, let's say. So we see a heavily lofted apartment, right? This looks like a place that would cost at least ten thousand dollars a month. And am I still? A- a college student? Yeah, yes, we're, we're in college. Yeah, absolutely. College I think college. we're all still in college. Okay, so it's a gorgeous apartment. Yeah, it's a gorgeous like lofted all apartment. Have. Yes. 20 foot high ceilings. And I am cooking a meal that I should not be able to afford or have the skill to cook. Mm-hmm. There are paper grocery bags with like the tops of carrots <laughs> and baguettes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> sticking out of them and, to show that there are groceries inside. And yeah. I'm also cooking like too much food right mm-hmm. right by the windows though the big bay windows outside, <laughs> and that's when the full moon hit you yeah um oh well but okay but i think this is me being bit right yeah so um and this cute gray kitten uh bites me like i'm i'm yeah i'm un unscrewing a top of like way too high grade tuna um, that would be a problem considering that one of the sponsors of our show is cat food, the food <laughs> that cats eat. But the food that cats eat. Yeah. Um, well, we might have picked up some oh, nicer. We got new sponsors. We got, new sponsors. Oh, we got tuna sponsors. Now. I was definitely planning on doing a cat food promo. Still, though. <laughs> Just the product placement. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're allowed to have more than one commercial per show. Did you know that? Mm, okay. 
I just feel like if a cat's getting fed, it's going to get fed cat food, the food the cats eat. <laughs> I feel like this is a huge breach of contract. Okay. Stick with me then. Okay. So I unscrew the top of the tuna and um, my cat tries to eat the tuna and I go, normal, no, you have to eat your cat food. The food that cats eat. <laughs> and it's in the flashback. It's, you put the product placement in what happened last episode. God, I love that. And she bites my wrist. Like very aggressively. <laughs> very aggressively. And I go, ah! And we cut over to one of you guys. Well, I, I think we, we cut over to... Oh, wait. And it pans up to the moon. To the full to moon. The moon. To, the to the moon. full moon, yes. yeah. I think uh, we, we cut over to a scene between Chet and Felix, just continuing down Felix's plot Felix line. Felix is scratching at her wrist. Um, so, yeah, it's like, what compromising scene are we in? Because I know Chet's not wearing a shirt in this and i can't figure um, why so the, the this beautiful apartment has been totally utterly ransacked and destroyed and there's just claw marks in the walls and the pillows have been ripped open and the windows are in tatters and chet is trying to mop things up with his shirt which doesn't work That's because it. it's yeah. mostly broken things yeah so- and the landlord comes in felicia you can't stay here if you're gonna do this kind of thing to my apartment it's not gonna happen again no, it's not, because you're going to have to find somewhere else to live. I don't know who you are anymore. We've never met! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Then everything just looks kind of soft as she looks worried at Chet. Um, and then we have a moving box scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. With Vanessa. Because are we... No, I'm, I'm moving into your apartment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is establishing Vanessa, I think. Yes. And this is like moving boxes to establish that she's moved and now Vanessa. Okay. If you're going to live here, there's a couple rules. One, no quinoa. It's dumb. And you see just like bags and bags of quinoa being <laughs> dumped onto the ground. <laughs> It's like one of those grocery bags yeah. that she had that has like full of some carrot stalks sticking out, but also bags and bags the of quinoa. quinoa. She just like slaps out of your hands. Rule number two. We only wear the color rose quartz because Instagram said it was the color of the year. Turquoise scarves just. <laughs> just, yeah, being thrown, thrown out. out. Rule number three. Don't come in my room. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> and then we have, like, a keep out sign yeah. on my, it's, on my door. Are there, that are, was an Etsy printable that I got online. Uh, Vanessa, <laughs> are, there, are there witchy things on your door, or are they, like, subtle witchy things? They're, I mean, the thing is, is I think a lot of my witchy things could also double for, like, just that Instagram aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I do have a lot of fringe and a lot of crystals, but it's, like, unclear if they're also, like, you know, from Kylie Jenner's new clothing line. Right. No, very important. Yes. So okay. I think and there's that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I want to establish that she's a witch. So I feel like we have the big mahogany door closing. Yeah. But I'd like a quick scene. Of course. Inside so that door. Inside. And like yeah, yeah we have to go room. in. And see, mm-hmm. what, what, what does your ritual space look like, Vanessa, when you're we're working up some hexes? Uh, well, I have a lot. I have a lot of candles and they light as I walk by. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So I don't need to light them or anything. They just light as I walk by. Is your and room bigger on the inside than it should be on the outside? It's Again, we have a TV apartment. So my room has like a step up. <laughs> 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 like I have my room and then a step up to like a little windowy mm-hmm. seat. 
but it is like a because it's like better for camera angles if there's like right. levels. So my room has a little step up, and in the window, I have an altar set out with all kinds of um, poultices and tinctures and unguents and things like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and can we see one of the personal items, one of the sympathy tokens that you have? Is it from... one of the bags of quinoa that you just stole? Yeah. From <laughs> I have. I have one of her turquoise scarves, which has. Um... Like leopard print all mm-hmm. over it, and it's been wrapped around like a wooden little like amulet statuey thing. And because this is a what happened last episode, we will need a shot of Vanessa explaining to the camera the significance of this thing that she's done and why why it's dangerous for for our known character Felix. Okay, my roommate is uh, dumb. But at least I stole this turquoise scarf for her and then wrapped it around an amulet that I got on my study abroad trip to Peru. Well, it was like, it was like a mission trip, but not really like a study abroad trip because like most of the time we just were like out clubbing. But it would be good if no one ever found this because if this ever is taken outside in a full moon to the bank of a river and then dipped in that river, the consequences could be dire. I can't help but the next scene is set next to a river holding it. Whoops. Splunk. Oh, I got it. It was only dipped in. And we, we of course, flash back to, uh, to, to Felicia. It, despite it not being the full moon, it being just random night. Yeah? Yeah. Like, her hands start to turn into... Start to turn into claws, and she's Oh, and she immediately fur. starts licking herself and <laughs> bathing. Way, way <laughs> too aggressively, attemptedly sexually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not TV. It's not. It's not as hot as you want it to be. Of course. It's really not. Because it wasn't the full moon, so it didn't, like, go all the way. No. No, she just has, like, patches of hair. She's, like, half cat, half woman. So what monster of the week did you guys run into last week that that turned this this angry, not-so-getting-along narrative into, like, the three (laughs) of you guys kind of becoming a team a little bit? That's right, because we have to have monsters of the week. Yeah, we have to have. It's a monster of the week every week. Was it the vampire sorority? Yeah, yeah, it should be. It should be. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So both, uh, so both Vanessa and Felicia ended up rushing Delta Delta inverted, <laughs> which looks like fangs, yeah. <laughs> and finding out that it was secretly a vampire sorority. So let's let's go to one of those uh, one of those rush events where you got. I I I think I see you guys surrounded by sorority girls who have all been turned into vampires, and you're the last two, and you're back to back in a blood red sorority room <laughs> with tapestries everywhere. Um, but the portrait of, like, the head vampire woman, uh-huh. she's wearing a hoodie. Felix, I know I said before that I thought you were, like, kind of gauche. What? Okay, maybe I didn't say that to your face, but I, like, said it. I thought you were cool. Several times. Yeah, I think you're, like, really cool. Oh, my God. Thank you. I am. But <laughs> I just really want you to know that in this moment, I've never seen someone so brave in the face of... Utter death and surefire destruction. Okay. Thanks. Oh, my God. Thank you for thanking me. That was really cool of you to thank me. Okay. Just, like, duck. 
<laughs> we cut to a scene of Chet. His face is puffy and covered in tears. He's taken off his shirt in anguish and he's shouting at Felix and Vanessa, Constance, Elsa, and Marissa are my three girlfriends and they know what's best for me and it's not fair for you to keep me away from them. And he, they're just bites all over, all over his neck. Yeah. Felicia is, of course, mid-staking. Like, she's... Yeah. Two of them are already dead, and the third one's, like, half bat. And, uh, and it's just, like... Buddy. No. Not again. I, I would like a scene with, with Chet and a, a psychologist. Okay. Chet's just staring up at the ceiling. He's got a shark tooth necklace on. No. No, um, no, no. No, just, no, no. Sometimes at night, I wake up in a cold sweat, and I can still hear him calling my name. Chet. That's my name. Yes. But his name is Terry. Yes. I think he's still alive. I just... I just wish I could prove it. Hmm. This is very interesting. But our time is up, Mr. Svein. I guess I'm alone again. You are always alone. <laughs> Good thing for a psychologist. That's a you horrible say. psychologist. <laughs> and finally, we will flash over to the dark heart of Rhode Island, where uh, Marie, uh, who has been on her spirit warrior quest for the last few episodes, um, is in a jungle in Rhode Island <laughs> with a machete, chopping into some kind of dark temple... At last, I found it. And we'll flash uh, over to our opening credits. Okay. <laughs> our show is not tight. Sand flows <laughs> across the dark seat screen sarcophagus. <laughs> appears. Okay. So we're going to open with our, before we do our opening credits, we'll open with our first scene, which is the two of you back at your quad mm -hmm. um, with the... Never before seen third roommate uh, <laughs> busting out of her room. She's one of those br brunettes who is really, really good looking uh, in life, but yet somehow on these shows is supposed to represent the plain character. Mm -hmm. Okay. As always, she's wearing a lab coat so that you know she's a medical student. Yep. <laughs> uh, she has her hair all done up in a bun, glasses, um, has a big backpack, and as well, a, a a large sack underneath her uh, underneath her arm. She waves to you. Hi, Vanessa. Looks at you. Hi. Hello. I'm your new roommate. Hi, new roommate. I'm Tori. I'm Fel uh, Felicia. Felicia. Cool. Why? Why do we have a new roommate? Because she passed the credit check. Like I don't understand your question. I guess I never realized we had three rooms in the apartment. Oh, yeah, we do. I just had you move into the smallest of the three, and I took the biggest and left the middle one in case I wanted someone else to move in. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that... Yeah, sure, that makes that makes sense. Um, cool. Well, bye. Bye, Vanessa. Um, okay. Bye. Felicia. Bye, bye Felicia. And as she reaches for the door, the sack underneath her arm uh, busts open. And Felicia 
grabs it. Nice. Um, and it's a whole gigantic stack of papers. But unlike the medical text papers that you were vaguely expecting, instead they are flyers for a band. Whoa. Yeah. It's flyers for what appears to be a really heavy metal death rock band called Gore and the Electric Necromancers. Tori looks at you, very impressed with your reflexes, grabs them, not saying anything, and rushes out the door with her bundles of things. But sure enough, as she's running, one last pamphlet swifts out and lands in front of you. The little mouse is like hardcore, huh? Yeah, I hear lots of like screaming and thrashing from her room at night. And I just figured she like had a weird boyfriend or something. But I guess it makes sense if she's like practicing metal music. It calls from the deep. Tuna. It gnaws at your mind. Tuna. Your soul hungers for a Thunini embrace. Tuna. Now available in teriyaki at participating stores. Tuna! I mean, occasionally I do hear, like, screaming and thrashing and bones breaking and, like, chicken heads being ripped off. But I just figured she was, like, I don't know, doing a cleanse. Okay. Sure. But I guess she was just practicing for her band. Yep. I mean, there's no other explanation for those noises or her behavior. Does she do anything else weird? Y- yeah, I mean, no. Like, she's a like a fucking nerd, so like she's nerd stuff. But like, sometimes I just see her eyes change color. Like, is that weird? Like glasses? Like like contacts? No, not like contacts, but just like occasionally her eyes will become like blood red or. Jet black with, like, a solid, clear core. Is that weird? Yeah, most eyes don't do that. Oh, I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for all of that. I'm going to flash over to Chet. (laughs) Chet, what are you up to this fine morning? Uh, Chet is in – he's, like, in the quad uh, playing football, but, like, there's no clear actor that he's throwing to because they do not want to pay for the extra. (laughs) So it's just (laughs) – this is a shot of Chet catching a football occasionally and throwing it back on on the this beautiful sunny day mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. Okay. Does Chet see one of the flyers, do we think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, you might even see Tori as she is uh, – you, you see a woman you don't know mm-hmm. uh, wearing a little lab coat with a whole bunch of flyers in one hand. And she's going from little pole to board to little area – each one with a little safety pin, putting it in, putting it in, putting it in. And she runs down the whole block, around the quad, into every single possible thing. You know how people do a good job with flyering? Mm-hmm. This is not a good job with flyering. <laughs> this is the opposite of that. This is that irritating style of flyering where you see it everywhere. Perfect. And she gets hit by a stray football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, absolutely. Bro, watch where you're throwing. Oh. And she, she her glasses are broken. Um. <laughs> And and she's just holding them, like staring at them, uh, surrounded by little papers. Oh, everywhere. hey! Whoa, you're beautiful. <laughs> she looks up at you. Sorry, my glasses. I I can't see anything without my yeah, glasses. Yeah, they weren't doing anything for you. <laughs> Look. No, really, I'm almost <laughs> blind. I really need my glasses. It's okay. Uh, my name's Chet. I'm- I can't see. <laughs> Please. No, no, I can help you. You're putting up these fires? Whoa. 
Necromancers. That's cool. Yeah, they are really cool. It's a really good. It's a really good band. Are you part of the band? No, I kind of. I work backstage with the band. I do some of the lighting stuff with them. Oh, that's cool. I'm not allowed backstage anymore. Uh, why aren't I get confused by wires? He's uh, collecting up the the papers that spilled everywhere and yeah. handing them back to her. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Rico can be a real jerk. Yeah, He's the, not the camera good flashes over to literally like the side of the set where <laughs> there's just a guy with a boom who looks up and he's like, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, Chet. I really appreciate it. She flashes you a winning smile, you know. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you need me to walk you somewhere because you can't see without your glasses? Um, yeah, I'm going to Chapelfield Labs. Chapelfield Labs. That's that's where my lab is. Um, it's on the other edge of campus. That name sounds familiar to me. Okay, wavy lines. <laughs> and again, this is still the cold open that cold we're going. Is a deep cold open. <laughs> this is what you guys are doing. So wavy lines. Let's go into that flashback. I love our show. <laughs> I think I think this is between Chet and Terry. Uh huh. Of course. Of um, course, it was. Uh, they are posing dramatically on a bed like Mm -hmm. i'm sure the implication is that they just slept with each other but there's no way two people sit in a bed like this after they've just slept with each other um so they're draped in these sheets uh terry uh looks at chet in his eyes um and chet smiles at him and terry just like very intensely and seriously looks at him and tells him something important about this lab chet I have to tell you something. What is it, So Terry? important about this lab. Normally they don't put beds inside of highly advanced <laughs> medical labs. But I love you so much that late at night when I'm working, I wanted to be able to know that there was a part of you here with me. And also, there's a secret door to the lab in the basement, and the code is one, two, three, four. Always, I love you. I always love you. I love you so much. <laughs> and then it's like 10 seconds of making out. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we come out of the flashback <laughs> and she's just kind of staring at you um, and like getting her stuff together and her broken glasses. She's like managed to um, use a hair tie to vaguely shove them back together as best she possibly can. Um, and she's kind of backing away. Uh, as if noticing something about you is kind of odd, as if you sometimes go into these fugue states. <laughs> and, and Chet, you're, you're ready. You're, you, you know what? Those vampire mm-hmm. girls weren't right for you. And, no. um. And they're also and way that, dead. Yeah. <laughs> and like that living, twice dead. <laughs> yeah. And that living idea of, of a primal fantasy that you dated three times earlier. I mean, it was literally just an amorphous concept, but you guys made out like, whoa. Mm-hmm. She's not calling you back anymore. So maybe a normal girl, maybe a normal girl would be right for you this time. I think I'm going to try and turn her on. When you hear... (laughs) You're out. You are out of doors. (laughs) Chad, I'll always love you. Terry! Terry! You're in the quad, man! Terry! And like just a guy stands up. What? I'm Terry. What? 
for, the, for the end of this cold open, Sam, the thing that I would like, <laughs> because of the mummy, I would like it to fade to black and just, yeah! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and we we fade to black at that at that Screaming. moment um, with with red letters that say, "And now for a very special Valentine's Day episode of Sarcophagus." Um, so we'll do our opening credits now, uh, which which are fun, which are just a series of like small character vignettes of people doing things that make no sense for them. Uh, but what's going to be especially fun about this one is that one, Allie hasn't had a chance to do one of these yep. yet. Yeah. And two, Cat is no longer a Buffy. No, now she's a werewolf. I'm a werecat. A werecat. <laughs> and three. Um, I think, yeah, we're gonna go with this. I think it's been a few years, so Chet's, uh, amazing abs aren't quite so prominent anymore. <laughs> so, the shirtlessness is, like, half. It's half shirtlessness. Still got really good pecs. Great yeah. pecs. Great pecs. Great He's pecs. wearing, like, half of overalls. Yeah. <laughs> the top half of overalls, in my mind, is what I So, Ch- Chet, why don't you start us off with your... Uh... Well, I, I think the opening is still uh, Chet standing, looking forlorn, out a window, and you see Terry behind him with his arms around him, but Terry turns to dust and blows away. Ooh. And the next is Chet uh, turning to the camera with his doe eyes, as I have selected that character trait for my eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then there is a shot of Chet getting slapped and then kissed, and then somebody pulling him away from the kiss, slapping him and <laughs> kissing him again. <laughs> it's um, actually just one person. It's just a creature that has four arms. And there's a shot of Chet looking like kind of bashful as he receives flowers. Then he holds the flowers and they grow horrifically with flower tentacles and like thorns. And like he gets bound up in these flower thorns. And uh, he looks at the camera again and like a tear comes down from his eye. And he's definitely like no longer shirtless in this, though he does have a shirt that like it's a it's a V-neck with a real deep V, mm-hmm. a real deep V, still super tight. So it loses some of the definition, which plays to his favor. And it's got on the screen Chet Swain, played by Maxwell Stanton. Fantastic. Okay, over to Felicia. So it starts with the moon, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the the uh, swing bathroom mirror closes <laughs> onto a pair of cat eyes and like as it closes you know it you uh zoom out to get perspective and we have the full wear cat face and her looking shocked and then angry um and then uh we cut quickly to her fighting a bunch of dudes in an alley <laughs> um just furiously fighting and holding out a whole gang of dudes who knows why she's fighting them they're just they're just gangs they're just gangs the gangs of Rhode Island <laughs> it's like mohawked gangs yeah, from the 80s mohawk the mohawk street and the neon gangs. and neon light everywhere everywhere yeah. and then uh her just as her again with mm-hmm. her like red hair and a ponytail and a in a leather jacket oh, like oh no oh no running in the woods does this does this mean that now that Felicia's chosenness is gone, her like crazy hot transformation is gone too. 
Did she have a crazy hot transformation? Yeah, because she went from she went from being plain Jane to like super hot Buffy style. Oh, that's right. I, I don't and think so, she's not the no, chosen one anymore. Yeah, she's I still think the she's chosen one. Yeah, she's the chosen werecat. this is just the next evolution of chosen. Yes, I okay. mean she's still because she was super cat themed oh, before. Yeah. She was mostly cat before. Now she's just she's just extra mega level cat. Okay. And real angsty about it. When she didn't have a problem being mostly a cat before, for some reason it's really getting to her. Yeah, is it because the leather pants don't fit right? Uh, she has a, like, a, a tail sometimes, right, you know? That gets in the way of the- Um, yeah. So it, then, uh, her running through the woods, like, angrily and clawing a tree. Um, and, uh, then one of her, like, laying in her bed and playing with a cat. Mm-hmm. Just a really nice one. And uh, then one of her in a classroom mm-hmm. late at night, and there's the full moon, and uh, yeah, yeah st- starting to transform and uh, rubbing away the thing, and then uh, just like giving up and grabbing her bag and booking out of class. And then we end, as we always do with her, uh, up on a rooftop. Yes. With her, storm. her hair blowing in the wind, um, with the, but now with full cat eye effect, mm. which we didn't used to have with her. Right. Sure. Um, we had to, we had to spend extra for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with, uh, Kitty Summers as Felicity Chartreux. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have, we, we see like a, uh, a, a, a pool, a dark pool in the water is just waving and then it's surrounded all by candles and Vanessa comes out and her hair is wet and she's in a black bikini yes. with like pentagrams all over yes. it. And then she like shakes her hair out and like looks at the camera and then the next shot is her dancing in a club in Providence, big city gal. <laughs> and she's like making a drink levitate from the bar to her. Um, and then there's a shot of her riding a camel in the desert with like a long scarf. <laughs> And the scarf blows off and her long hair tumbles and she shakes it in the wind again. And then uh, there's a scene of her and her dad at her dad's dealership. <laughs> Just like looking at used Nissan. <laughs> New and certified pre-owned Nissan. <laughs> and then uh, the last the last shot of it, um, she's in front of like a, a room full of like um, – like skeleton people and like swamp monsters and all kinds of stuff. And she has her arms crossed and they're like about to charge her and she raises one eyebrow and they all turn into like frogs. And then it, (laughs) (laughs) and it just says Lacey Coolidge is introducing Lacey Coolidge as Vanessa. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exceptional. (laughs) Exceptional. Okay. Um, And then we have our, our other characters. We have uh, a quick shot of, uh, Tasha, the hacktivist from season one, who whose career got too big and she came back. And she's been on a few times as a guest star, uh, but she's been transformed into some kind of horrible monster. And we see that sometimes in some of these shots where she's ripping a man apart with her bare hands and drinking his blood. Um, oh my. Is she... A specific type of monster or just nebulous? Just like a nebulous monster. monster. Okay. I haven't decided Generic yet. monster. Yeah. 
And then we have our uh, our shot of Dr. Benedict Brand, the handsome, sexy professor with his handsome, sexy war wound, who's running and sword fighting and teaching. And we get the opposite shot of uh, Felicia's full moon transformation in his class from his point of view, mm. where he just stares at her and uh, you see him begin to uh, finger a silver blade underneath his, yes. uh, his sword cane. Um, and then we have a shot of the mummy slash Terry who are bound as the same person, or maybe they're not. We haven't figured it out yet, but half of his face is decayed and falling apart, and the other half is Terry's beautiful visage wrapped in bandages, slowly crying. Um, and then we go to the same closing that we had last time, which is all of the characters on a black silk bed, surrounded by asps, <laughs> surrounded by sand, surrounded by fire, as slowly the tomb closes on top of them, and sarcophagus in all bright golden letters like comes across the screen. What once was strong is now weak, though I have tried for too long to deny it. I can feel myself slipping. Memories come slowly, through a haze or fog, if they come at all. What once were strong arms are now fragile, every labor bringing them closer to destruction. I can feel the cool breath of death on my neck. And though I wait for oblivion, I know that even in darkness, I shall see. I, Master... We know your prescription. So we're going to come back to Chet. And Chet is looking around. He's been looking around for hours for Terry. That voice is uh, calling to him from, from back alleys, from strange clubs, from empty windows. No matter where he goes, he constantly thinks he's just going to find him just around the next corner. But all he finds are more flyers. For Gore and the electric necromancers. It's almost as if Tori is just like one step ahead of him wherever he goes, just like flyering this town up like like it's going out of style. And at a certain point, are you gonna are you gonna take a flyer? Uh Chet approaches a lamp post, just like looking off into the distance. He pounds his fist against the lamp post and uh sort of leans against the post, like so close, but so far. And he says that with his face basically like mushed against this fire. <laughs> and with that, he like picks it up like, maybe I, maybe I should just do what my psychologist said and try and have some fun. I'm always alone. You're always the, alone. Punches the fire to his heart. Excellent. So the flyer is relatively poorly done. Um, it shows a weird looking guy who's doing a cross-up between Billy Idol and Iggy Pop in his appearance. Long, stringy, blonde hair, full-on sneer, one eye done in makeup, black leather jacket, no shirt underneath it, very tight pants, um, and blood tattoos all over the place, and goth metal tattoos all over the place, but he's too cool for corpse paint. He's too pretty for corpse paint. And behind him are four um, masked uh, figures playing the instruments, um, completely covered from head to toe in black leather. You can't see a single feature about them, including eyes, nothing like goggles, uh, just shrouded entirely in black leather. And it says, Gore, the electric necromancers, tonight at the Ankh. Maybe I'll go to the Ankh tonight. 
which we <laughs> what is the cafe that we that we go to regularly, okay. which turns out to also have a concert space, which we've never seen before. But you know what? A not? concert space that is clearly a different building. Yeah, like, really, <laughs> obviously, like yeah, no, and, and also like the outside of the Ankh is like a small, relatively like small size Starbucks. It's, oh, it's like super like, cute and tiny. Yeah, this yeah. is like. You're gonna see it. It's gonna be like a. It's gonna be like a warehouse. <laughs> no reason for this to be the same place. In small town Rhode Island. In small town Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely have the need for like a ten thousand. Yeah. Occupancy warehouse space. Yeah, absolutely. Turns out there's a tax loophole. If we call it as part of the same set and it's the same place, then we we don't have to pay taxes on it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, Vanessa, what are you up to? This fine morning. Oh, um, let's see. What am I doing? I think I'm at, I'm at, I'm on the quad mm-hmm. studying in a sexy way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm studying in a sexy way and I'm reading a new, um, witchy text. Okay. That what, I just What's received. the name of this witchy, sexy witchy text that sexy you're studying? Sexy witchy text. Um, it's called... If it could have an Egyptian theme as well, that would like okay. that would be perfect. Um, so it's called Nefertiti's tomb. Whoa! And it's the secrets that were buried with Nefertiti. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's what are you trying to learn out of that? I'm trying to learn a way to uh, protect my my environment because I I feel that there's a new strange presence. Oh. In in my home, Smart. and I can't tell exactly what it is yet. Okay. If you roll gaze into the abyss. That oh. would be a way of reading this tome sexily okay. and trying to figure it out. Let me. So that would be me, a dark roll. On so 26. I get plus two. Nice. I'm rolling. Ooh. So I got a seven plus two. I get a nine. Okay, that is enough. Yep. Um. And so as you were reading this, the your dark powers begin to like open up Nefertiti's tomb, and the hieroglyphs kind of assemble into like you can see it. In your awesome apartment, you can see, like, the exact hieroglyphs that you're going to need to put everywhere. But, like, the abyss is also strange and dark. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't show you um, Felicia's room oh. at all. Oh. It shows you Tori's room instead. Oh. Mm. Mm. And as, you, as you're like, what? That's weird. Um, you hear people talking about something that breaks you out of your trance. Okay. Whoa. Did you, did you hear they found another body? Yeah, and this one was missing its hands. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is really weird. That reminds me of that string of murders that happened a few Excuse years ago. Excuse me, uh, what? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> there was some murder. There was a murder last night, and the guy doesn't have hands anymore. Well, guy, Wait. guy would be the wrong word. It's a girl, so the girl doesn't have hands anymore. Who, the the murder or the body? Who does? <laughs> you just said who? You said they don't have hands. Who doesn't have hands anymore? I mean, like, I which be, part of the people murder? I mean, I don't want to be like imprecise because I guess it could be a handless murderer, but probably the cor- yeah, the corpse didn't have any hands. Probably, yeah, probably the corpse didn't. Have- Do you know that, cor- or are you just guessing? I mean, that's just what I heard. What What specifically did you hear? I, I heard that they found a girl. You know, she got murdered in the park, and she doesn't have hands anymore. Okay, so if that's what you heard, why did you say probably? Because you're really intimidating. And kind yeah, of I know. <laughs> Yeah, you think I don't know? You think I haven't been reminded of that every day of my life? Okay. You think when I woke up this morning, I didn't say, God, I hope I can not be so bitchy and intimidating. I said that. 
because I know. You could shut this person down right now. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. (laughs) That's a cold roll. Ooh, I get to add a cold because I add one. Oh, uh, it's a seven and I add one, so I have an eight. Okay. That is also a success. Yeah, you – this this random passerby. <laughs> They're you giving just, me pers- imprecise just, information. You, you, they feel like such shit now, and they are just cowed down. Okay. And it says, but they they give a condition in return. Oh, they give me a condition in return because yeah. I rolled. You know an what? Eight. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna give you a condition called ashamed. Uh huh. I think I think that you, that thing you said just is like I wish like when I woke up I couldn't have been such a bitch this morning. Mm-hmm. I think you said that as an insult, but like all of a sudden, <laughs> that kind of hurt. Ooh, that kind of okay. hurt. Maybe that's could that be true? She it was so re- much of a bitch. She like got herself <laughs> so much, so much of one that it actually hit you back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That I'm just a little ashamed. You're, yeah, like it's just kind of nudging you underneath. Okay. It. Maybe it'll okay. make you even worse. Got it. But who knows? Can do. Who knows? <laughs> okay. And then but so oh, now we know there's a murder. Yeah. And the victim doesn't have hands anymore. Yeah, it's true. And, maybe and something you would remember, <laughs> though, and the viewers would know, but maybe you don't know, is that a few years ago when the mummy was on the rise, his cult murdered a whole bunch of people and uh, took their organs oh. to like kind of reestablish his mm. physical form. Okay. Um, we got that. Okay, Felicia, let's go over to a scene with you. Cool. So I am. Around uh, that lab building. Yes. Because it is also just a, cl- that's where we have a lot of classes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like a proper lab <laughs> and it shouldn't have classes, yeah. <laughs> but it is where I have my Enviro 101. Yes. So I have like my Jansport backpack, which has tiger stripes all over of it. Of course. Um, and uh, I'm going through the halls and I, I've been thinking about that thing Vanessa said this morning when she was like, her eyes just keep, they sometimes change color. Mm-hmm. I, I've been thinking about it and thinking about that mousy little girl and her eyes. I've been, we have the, the camera doing my imagination of her eyes changing color and then my eyes changing color. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. Uh-huh. And just what if... What if she's like me? What if she's like you? What if she's like me? You start to hear a tap, tap, tap down the hall, um, and coming towards you, uh, limping on one le- on his on his good leg and with his can cane, is your favorite professor and sometimes occasional unrequited love interest, <laughs> Doctor Benedict Brand. But you also hear, and you turn around and see there's Tori, oh. and she's putting up another flyer. Inside the building, somehow she's gotten a hammer and is putting up flyers inside of the lab. And they're on opposite ends. You can either turn to one or turn to the other. I lean slowly in towards Dr. Brand and then head back over towards Tori. Okay. Hey, lab rat. Oh. Need help there? Hi. Yeah. Hi, Felicia. Hi. Um. Yeah, no. Do, you, you, you want... Um, do you have any glue? Glue? Yeah, and she takes her glasses uh, and shows you that, um, her glasses are broken in half from where they got hit in the middle with a football. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your prescription? Really bad. Uh, I have really bad eyes. 
Um, and okay, she's this is like with those really bad negative, eyes. negative what though? Like four, like negative what? Sure, four. Why would <laughs> why would we go into that? About that? <laughs> I mean, I get them. I get them at iMaster, and I get a really good price every single time. And you know, they treat me really well there, and they're really great designer frames. Um, and when they break because they get hit in the middle of them by a football, I can replace them for a really small price, and it's really good because they have a great warranty. Okay, but I don't know my own prescription because the doctors at iMaster are so good that they just tell me what it is every single time. Right. So. I have like negative 4.25 in my right eye and negative four in my left eye and astigmatism. So if you're anywhere near me, you could just use my glasses for the rest of the day. Oh my God, that's, can I try them on? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And she, and so you can see her eyes very clearly right now because she's not wearing glasses and. Right. Oh my God. She has really pretty Tori, you have beautiful eyes. You think so? Yeah. You're a real knockout. She, like, beams at you. Absolutely beams at you. You want to make a hot roll to cold roll on this? Yeah, I want to turn her on. Okay. (laughs) Cool. So seven plus one, eight. Oh, yeah. She's she's into you. You get a... um, I think this works. You get a string on yep, her? Yep, get, gets a string, but she does have to choose uh, from this list, and that is you give yourself to her, you promise something that you think she wants, or you get embarrassed and act awkward. Hmm. She's holding that flyer really, really closely. Well, I have a flyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't want that. The flyer holds no sway. <laughs> no sway. No, again, again, Kat, this is something you do for her. Right. So this you would give her you something to, you think yeah, she wants. Which, right. I mean, could work into the fiction that we have with the glasses already. Well, unless they choose a reaction from below. No, so Sam would be picking it. Yeah, so mm. so Kat gets a yeah. string unless Sam picks okay. one of these reactions. Is that true? That's, if I'm reading that right. Or gain a string on them unless they choose a reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm. Is I'm not sure how I'm confused over who does what. No, so that on, makes more sense. On 7 to 9 you gain a string on this person unless she chooses one of the reactions from below. So unless Tori chooses one of the reactions unless she decides from below. to give herself to you. Yeah, that's how I figured. So I don't yeah. she can pick okay. either of those three things. Okay. No, whichever she just, wants to do. I think do. you're just going to gain a string on her. Okay. I want to know whether Felicia is actually interested mm-hmm. um or whether this is like some kind of dominance game cuz you have pack alpha or something like that. <laughs> yeah. From your instincts as a cat. Yeah. <laughs> from your cat I think she yeah. Felicia's in a weird place. Right. <laughs> this is pack alpha stuff that's going on with okay. her. Um, because, like, Tori's the subbest little sub. Yeah, she is the subbiest sub. Yeah. It quite seems to be. Um, um, okay. She, she, you can tell that she's she's certainly into you. Um, she smiles at you really shyly, puts your glasses on. Which are... Cat like, eye. Yeah, the, yeah. They're bright red sparkly cat eye glasses. Fantastic. They don't fit her at all but you can tell she's really into them and and she grabs your hand desperately will you you come to the show tonight yeah yeah i'll come thanks felicia and she books it out of there and you're left holding a flyer damn it (laughs) i didn't learn anything (laughs) it's the funniest thing 
My cat loves to watch the birds out the window, even though he's never been outside. Well, that doesn't sound too funny to me. Goodness, stranger, who are you? Me? I'm merely a messenger. I speak of things to come. Your cat has seen those birds, and in that sight he has found their destruction. Well, gosh, what do you mean? Murder is your cat's birthright. His is the sword of Michael. All that he sees is his domain. He will sup upon flesh and thirst upon blood. Well, gosh, I like the birds. Is there anything that can slow his want for murder? Why, of course. There's cat food, the food that cats eat. It's got nine essential vitamins and minerals and plenty of protein to support healthy joints, a shiny coat, and to quiet the song of roaring murder that rests in their hearts. He's swiping at the window again. Well, you better hurry then and feed him cat food, the food that cats eat. Wow, he loves it. Why, of course he does. It's cat food. The, the food, food that, that cats, cats eat. eat. Okay, um, I would like to do a scene with Felicia now. Cool. Um, where where do we want to set it? Should this be at the Ankh? Sure. Maybe it's right before the show at the Ankh? Okay, we can do that if you want to skip that far into the day. Well, I was just going to skip like a little bit further yeah. into the day, maybe in like the morning. Um. Okay, yeah, so during the coffee portion part, of, part the, of the... Yeah. <laughs> we, we go there for coffee all the time. Hey guys, how was your morning? Vanessa, are you there too? Yeah. Or? Cool. It was fine. It's good. I spent most of the morning running. From what? Not from something, Vanessa, to something. But it evaded my grasp. Once again, like sand through my fingers. But I did see this fire for this uh, death metal show. And I figured it would be fun to, you know, go as a group. Oh, yeah. Our roommate's in that. I'm going. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was planning on stopping by. Jimmy, the handsome but non-sexually threatening bartender, stops by with a glass of milk for Felicia and coffee for the other two. Thanks, thanks, Jimmy. You're welcome. You guys coming to this show tonight? It's yeah. here, you know. Why is everyone so geeked up on this show? Like, what's the big deal about this show? I've been seeing flyers for it everywhere. I, that's why I'm so hyped up for it. I've been seeing flyers for it everywhere. I love necromancy and Do you? necromancers. What? You, Oh, yeah, I guess that checks out. <laughs> yeah, that fits the pattern. Um, yeah, Jimmy smiles and he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. He does. <laughs> yeah, now I that I think about it. Together, right? Yeah, yeah. Really, that's like a huh, thing that you thing. are into. Huh. Have a great day, Chet. Hey, you two. What I like about him <laughs> is that I don't feel like he's ever trying to get into my pants, you know? <laughs> yeah, Yeah, dude, that's cool. That's how most people should interact with others. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that really bitchy? I just like urgh, thought that was like. What? Am yeah, I being... you might kind of want to tone it down a little bit. No, oh, I mean, I... I just met you, but already I kind of feel vulnerable and threatened by you. Oh, what? I Whoa. Might... Oh, I might want to tone it down. So you're just going to tell me now that I have to tone it down? What Please you... shut me what down. Was... <laughs> what are you <laughs> shut me down? What are you was making a cold roll? Okay, I'm going to shut it down. Ooh, I got a 10. Yes! Okay, so what does that do in this case? Okay. On a uh, roll of 10 and up, choose from one below. I can, They can lose a string on me, they gain a condition, or I carry one forward. 
What's the forward? Forward yeah, that's plus one to your next roll. Yeah, plus one to to your next roll. Do you have a string on me? She, um, he does because of I do, yeah. your witchiness. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you lose that string on me. Okay. So you hold no powers over me right now. Boom! My that's string it. is struck. Yeah, that <laughs> slight emotional connection you once felt with Vanessa, as she tears you down, you're just like, oh, no, I'm okay. You're right. It was stupid. I'm sorry. It was it was stupid. I'm always alone. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are <laughs> always yeah, always alone. The psychologist is like three seats down, <laughs> drinking a little cup of espresso, and he turns over to you. He's like, "Yes, you are always alone." <laughs> <laughs> so you you can see you wanted to have a scene, didn't you? Did you have a thing you wanted to say? <laughs> I, I wanted to get everybody established on the same page that everybody's going to the show. Cool. Yep. Furthered that plot. Yep. And now Terry lost the string, is too. upset. Uh, he's like sort of oh, like. Chet is upset. Chet is upset. Chet, 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 I understand. It's hard to keep the two. Yeah, it is really. I mean, they cast very similar looking actors. <laughs> um, it's because somebody came in to audition for Chet and he got the Terry role. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like mm-hmm. the same actor's catalog. Right. Anyway, uh, he sort of, you know, turns in on himself. Uh, and starts brooding a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can just tell every time there's a shot of him now, all of the cur- colors are darker. Mm. It's just Ooh. all darker. Oh. All darker. Okay. Vanessa. Mm-hmm. It, you remember again, by the way. Yep. That there was like some kind of murder. There's night. a murder <laughs> like, happening. And someone's arms got ripped off or something. Um, I think I'm going to, well, when we get to the show, I'm going to take advantage of everyone being occupied at the show mm-hmm. and just start like walking around in alleys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a really good idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So are we, are we there yet? Is it time for the show? I Let's mean, yeah, it. sure enough. Like you guys are having coffee midday in the Ankh, but somehow because it's the same place where the show's going to be, uh-huh. um, you see people setting up for the show and... Before long, in walks Gore, and behind him walk in his four electric necromancers. Oh, his name's... He's Gore? <laughs> That's amazing! Yeah, it's Gore and the electric necromancers! That's so good! That's the name of the band! Uh, and they look exactly like they look on the flyer. He's this Billy Idol slash Iggy Pop combo mixture, um, too cool for school. And the electric necromancers look like four leather-bound gimp musicians underneath some heavy goggles. I want to point out uh, Chet's outfit for the concert. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a leather vest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all that's going on up top. <laughs> and it's uh, it's a leather vest that like connects into like a collar thing around okay, his neck. Okay, sure, sure. Um, and, you know, some torn up jeans. Are you fighting Tori for like sub of the month club? <laughs> uh, here's the thing about yeah. Chet. He is the sub. Right? <laughs> that is his thing. Right. All really of his is. character abilities are built around that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yes. Yeah. yeah He's yeah, like yes. a sub with no specific dom. Just like wandering about. The world is my dom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, very sad. it's very sad. Okay. Um. So Chet apparently went home at some point and put on his favorite outfit for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys – are you guys going to glam it up at all for this? We oh, have yeah. to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Obviously. Okay. So I'm wearing a short dress that has like a lace-up front uh-huh. and it has it's all black with long bell sleeves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think I'm wearing um, – I 
They're probably leather. We wear so much leather on this show. <laughs> leather pants with ha- that have like cutouts on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, probably since we're into the the werewolf look now, mm-hmm. um, like a white tank top, mm-hmm. um, and then a jean jacket. A jean jacket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It looks like more of the budget went to Vanessa for this episode. Than yeah, but well, I mean, it it looks not good in a good way. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's real trashy. When she transforms and it gets torn up. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's going to look it's That's real, the it's point. A good, yeah. There's going to be a payoff with this jacket. Yeah. <laughs> We're waiting for the payoff. This, this is check jacket. Does the jacket have a patch <laughs> on it or something on the back of it? Yeah, it says yeah. Hal at the Moon, right? <laughs> It's a meow with the moon. moon. <laughs> Shit. Is it a three cat moon uh-huh. jacket? Yes, yes, Sam. Obviously, it <laughs> is. A cat moon why would you? Why would you have to ask? Establisher, very clearly. <laughs> um, right. So you guys are sitting around at the show. You see the musicians. They come in. They go. End up going backstage. Uh, you in fact see Tori for a half a second as she runs backstage. Uh, Felicia catches her eye. She waves real big at you, um, and then keeps flying back there. People, more people than probably should show up to this show, which is really, I mean, really good advertising, really good marketing. I mean, like, Basically, for 45 minutes now, you've heard nothing but how great the show's going to be. So, same with everyone else in town, and everyone who's anyone is at the show, um, except of our named NPCs, because I don't want them to be there. <laughs> and uh, there's there's an acoustic guitar opening act, because it's a still this is still a show that's it's on sure. coffee like, shop. Yeah, yeah. It's still a coffee shop. Um, and then out comes <laughs> Gore and the Electric Necromancers. Um, and the lights go real dark, and there's the thrumming and the strumming and the really fast playing music, and the four electric necromancers are standing there in the back, and they're playing really, really fast and really, really well. And then Gore comes, like, skidding on stage, and a blood-red spotlight slams down onto him, and he starts howls screaming into the mic, and actually the lights and the pyrotechnics and, like, are pretty, are pretty impressive. Um, you can't really understand half of what he's saying. He's not, he's not good, by mm. the way. He's not okay. really good. He's just very fast. Sure. Um, for some reason, this is really speaking to me right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the lyrics that you managed to pick apart, uh, from this song, which is, <laughs> is, I will rip you apart to build my bride. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Rip you apart, rip you apart, rip you apart. Um, tear you into tiny pieces and stitch you back together. Hmm. Right now you aren't perfect, but I'll make you perfect. I'm not perfect. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> uh, and then, like, the final line of his, like, of his initial song is, Ring, dress, and petals, bounce, shout, and scream. And then there's the crash and uh, it goes to white light on him, and he does a uh, crucifixion pose because he's classy, nice. yeah, like that. Classy, mm-hmm. yep. That's, um, that's relevant. That's social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> well, cuties, that's it for one shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back with more Valentine's fun next week. If you need more gaming information and excitement in your life, be sure to check out the First Watch podcast. It's a discussion show with me and my best friend Kat, where we talk about our lives, gaming, and our favorite monsters. 
If you want to hear a great non-gaming-related podcast, check out Never Tell Me the Pods. It's a deep-dive Star Wars discussion show that I do with Kat, my friend Pranks, and Johnny. If you like what you heard on One Shot today, be sure to check out Monster Hearts 2. The Kickstarter is wrapped up, and the world will soon be graced with a new edition of Monster Hearts. The action item for One Shot Heroes this week is, of course, about immigration. The Trump administration-imposed ban on immigration is deeply worrying. Even U.S. residents who hold valid green cards can be detained and not allowed to re-enter the United States. Even prominent members of Trump's own party regard the ban as a serious attack on American values. I urge you, no matter where you live, no matter who your representatives are, take action, call them, and voice your opposition to this ban. Calling, writing emails, and sending postcards are all more effective than you think. The overwhelming majority of people in the U.S. disapprove of Trump as president. You are not alone, and people need your help. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. I can't do-